Good morning, everybody. You are listening to Movie Marathon with Mike and Murph, and we are here to talk about New Year's Eve. 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 All right. Good morning. Uh, so, Mike. Murph, uh, first, uh, uh, happy Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas Eve. <laughs> It's definitely what people as, should be doing on, on the day before. As is traditional. <laughs> as is tradition, we're going to talk yeah, about a New Year's Eve movie. On Christmas. Gathered the family last night, made them watch New Year's Evil, and uh, and now I'm all alone recording a podcast. I think those two things may be connected. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you have to worry about having a conflicted Christmas coming up anymore with the uh, schedule and other people wanting to talk to you if you're going to have your yeah, family yeah. watch this. Uh, but I, I do have some really big news for you. So I went out in an, on an audition all by myself, didn't tell anyone who I was, you and I'm going to be in a pilot for Spaceship America. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really big deal, all right, Mike? It's a really yeah. big deal. Although there there was this other guy who got cast who was a little weird and off-putting. <laughs> and was it gave your dad? Me an odd vibe. His name is Derek, yeah. Oh, I thought it was your dad that got cast. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, but maybe well, I'll tell you about the secret plans my dad and I have for a New Year's Eve. <laughs> have you renamed your wife Blaze? <laughs> yeah. New Year's Eve also. This is our last movie in the um, very canon Christmas, which is fitting that we're recording this on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, a Christmas present to ourselves. <laughs> I hey, It is for me because I love doing this. I have fun. Um, yeah. And I also love this movie because this movie is so weird. Yeah. And it's so out there, and it's it is to me it's like the perfect DNA mapping of a can movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> low budget. Uh, it has uh, inconsistent acting. I think it's the nicest thing <laughs> I can say. Um, the story doesn't make a lot of sense, and it is a short movie. So uh, you know, this feels like the perfect can movie. And it's also, I think, I didn't look at the exact number, but it is it is. Um, it is one of the first ones because this came out, I think, around yeah, this time, uh, two thousand or sorry, two thousand nineteen eighty. Yeah, right, it's right after pretty Golden early Corpus. in there. It's not not the first, but yeah, I know it's the first. You know, I don't know half dozen uh, or so uh, in there. But yeah, what I I, I also love this, and it's <laughs> because the plot is so simple. Even like you just get the concept. It's this guy, a serial killer, is going to kill someone at a stroke of midnight in like each u.s time zone and is calling and harassing this like i don't know exactly what blaze is but host of this new year's eve show yeah like an mtv um Uh, vj or something like that right now or that's what she's supposed to be now and uh and so you immediately get the concept (laughs) and so there's no there's no confusion there's no but and then they make these crazy choices within that concept (laughs) so it's just fun because it's never um it never goes so off the rails story-wise that you can't, you just throw your hands up and be like, I don't know what's happening. It's just within, like, it's just these bizarre choices um, they're making of, and it does, the story does completely fall apart. I don't want to make it sound like this plot is like A to B put together perfectly. Airtight. It's just like the character <laughs> motivations become whatever they want them to be for an individual scene. And it's like, I, I know what they're trying to do the whole time. And sometimes 
they do it and sometimes they don't <laughs> who would you argue is the protagonist in this i'm curious what your answer is. <laughs> i guess um in theory blaze but i guess the amount of screen time <laughs> richard <laughs> richard and i would i would agree blaze is the is the uh protagonist but they sort of portray her also as the antagonist (laughs) well she's not she's not unlikable but they also don't make her that likable nope they really don't i mean we feel like she's in danger but (laughs) well but i mean because she's in danger this and so this is fun right this goes back to being this is a early canon movie that's also ripping off all the success that was coming off of uh, halloween because it's obviously it's New Year's Evil. It's based around a holiday, yeah. <laughs> which uh, in 1980, um, everybody else was doing that. Friday the 13th came out the same year, and uh, was huge. And, <laughs> and this was, was not. And this was not. Um, this was basically a derivative of of Halloween, and then a derivative, I think, of Friday the 13th. And um, uh, it's got all of the perfect canon DNA with the with the. Uh, uh, hatred of women. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yes. they're starting off early, and it's not quite as focused as those later ones. I feel become. No, that's true. I feel the later hatred is right in like the moment of conception for the film. Of <laughs> okay, <laughs> we can only have Man. one woman character, and she has to be an idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> or, or in this case, we have to show that she is too successful we need to make sure we take yes down so yeah, yeah this the, our entire motivation is a woman was successful so her husband went crazy and started killing people well spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert if you're gonna kill your wife make sure you go to the rose bowl the day after <laughs> now i one of the things i love about this movie is about like early on i'm like you know obviously this is like a horrible plan this guy has i'm not not condoning the actions oh i think i think it's like a suicide mission i think i think he knows that on some level but yeah (laughs) but there's a point in the movie where i was like you know this is actually a pretty smart plan as far as if you're gonna kill your spouse and who's like a public figure create a fake serial killer and do like other killings leading up to it and then like have her be part of that um and so just to point in a different direction from you as, as far as like a movie concept for a killer that's like you know there's <laughs> there's some real logic behind i could see this being an effective plan uh and then and then his plan goes <laughs> off the rails and he's an unhinged insane person yeah um, i want to talk about like so his plan is it's and he he's pretty well He's pretty methodical about all of this. So I keep thinking, like, all right, you know, he to your point, there is a plan. But then um halfway through the killings start becoming random. And then after that, he goes back to having pictures of people, like he's got this very st- specific plan of revenge. It's like a personal revenge story, <laughs> and it's a uh and it's just a random psycho. It's like weird, they're like, it's like whatever they felt like on the day they're like yeah let's just do let's just do that yeah exactly <laughs> that's what i find so fun about it because you find out later like the first killings at this like sanatorium and you don't find out too much later that he was actually a patient there at one point and it's like oh well then he would definitely be a suspect when he's connected to two of the like murders now and he's um, driving a car that's registered to him the entire time that was the other yeah. thing they revealed. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, how, so how would you describe the, the plot of this is a serial killer who is calling into his and we don't find out until later his wife's um uh new year's eve party which yeah. is a mix of uh bands playing and then they're doing uh crit was it uh, new year's eve across new york All the time chicago denver and then finally in la yeah he's gonna kill somebody at the top of the hour every hour until he gets to blaze <laughs> and so that's that's kind of the whole backdrop is is the ticking clock is um three hours i guess <laughs> based on what they're showing us well i, th- I guess four because it's because it's the eastern time zone central mountain Wait, and pacific i'm literally going to california next week how far how many hours <laughs> wait no <laughs> yeah it's only three hours it's only three right yeah so okay, wait, so, so it's this, definitely it's only three. So, so um, are there two? Are there two mountains? <laughs> no, there are not. So, so yeah, central. Um, I don't know. This may be. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm getting confused because I know they're only three hours different. That's right. Okay, so, uh, so that, that doesn't make sense. I think there are places with, in mountain where they don't do um, daylight savings. So it could be like one more hour. So that may be at time. So I'm not sure where that. Uh, um. But then they would. Then they're either Pacific time or Central time. There's not an extra hour in there. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, yeah. I was like, all I'm really worried about is the outer bounds, which are East Coast yes. or Eastern so it should be, Pacific. Yeah, it's a three hour movie. It should be because he starts like at the top of uh, New Year's three, Eve. Three, but he's gonna do four because he does the nurse. <laughs> he picks the girls up at the bar. Then he's the the he's going to the stoner chick at the drive-in. That's and an then his wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make sense because if he's going to do that many people, and so that's okay. Well, I mean, like, oh, man. <laughs> the more I'm thinking about this, the more I'm like, yeah, now, so he's, I, he's, now he's I'm, gonna kill I'm his really wife. nervous. I'm the one being an idiot, and the movie is correct. <laughs> Let me see. We're gonna have to look up time now. We're but... looking at time zones. I, why this movie took less than two months to produce and uh, put out, but I'm pretty sure the movie is incorrect here. But now I'm really worried, like, I'm being a moron because I'm thinking about this in the middle of doing a podcast and not. Like missing something really obvious. So, all right. So, midnight, you should be killing someone <laughs> at midnight East Coast. Pacific Standard is three hours behind Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. So, if he kills somebody at midnight in New York, that's nine o'clock. It's oh, nine but then o'clock. he's killing someone at 10, 10 11, 11, 12. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess because he's killing at the top of the hour. Yes. That makes, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Glad we figured that out. <laughs> Oh man, it turns out we're shitty. We're shitty at word problems. That's not good. Yeah, <laughs> I forget to do my uh, normal time zone research before recording the podcast. I hope. I hope in like ten years, my kids listen to this and I'm like, my dad's an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> like, know how to tell oh, I, I don't. I don't think it's this episode, but the first. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's true. Maybe it's the uh, some of the Chuck Norris ones. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think just the. Uh... Movies alone, well, <laughs> the choices, the choices, yeah. of movies themselves. So, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> just keep going, keep going. Uh, so we get like derailed, like twenty seconds into describing the plot <laughs> by the time zone thing. Uh, but that's basically the plot. The killer is going to, and so he calls into this radio show and threatens them. And so, uh, they call the police. The police are like skeptical, but then. He calls in and tells them where to find the first body, so they start taking it seriously. Um, 
So one thing, uh, Blaze is played by um, Roz Kelly, who uh, most famously was uh, Pinky Tuscadero, one of <laughs> one of the Fonz's girlfriends on Happy Days. Hey. Um, and uh, <laughs> you probably don't want to go too much into her personal life. It sounded like it, there was some uh, difficult times for her. She didn't look uh, good in this. Some I'll, mental I'll mental health issues. Um, sadly, I think that. Uh, um, maybe, uh, and it sounded like that may have been going on. Cause I guess the research I was doing is like, she was supposed to have a bigger role on happy days. And then they kind of wrote her off when just, I don't know, things happened. Got it. <laughs> um, and, so, and then it was like, that seemed to be a kind of repeating pattern. Um, for, cause she's, um, I don't know. How would you describe her in this movie? She's good. Uh, the best actress in the, her actor in the movie is probably yeah. how I would describe her. <laughs> She's probably the most accomplished. The, the guy who plays Richard, um, I recognized him from a few very small roles, but, but yeah. not much he's either. Got a, he's got a look that feels very familiar. Um, he looks like a, like a melted... Eric Estrada, or, yeah. or not Eric, Eric Estrada. Estrada does Eric come Estrada up. Is very, um, who's the guy? Um, I mean, anyway, that doesn't matter. I, I'll come back around to it. But uh, he 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 looks like a very handsome TV actor. Is kind of the, yeah, exactly. He's got a generic him. handsome TV actor quality to him. Um, that just makes him immediately like familiar, but also which which is a very critical part of his plan that. <laughs> He uh, looks like a, a charming, handsome TV actor. Turns out uh, all the things that this guy makes this guy successful as a killer are also all the reasons why it wouldn't make sense. He's actually out killing people. <laughs> yeah. So so what would you say is his motivation? Um, He hates women. And that, that's 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 yeah, we could, we could talk about that. Uh, I think his motivation is he hates his wife. And that seems to be the, the extent of it. Yeah. And. It seems to just all be bitterness at her success. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's the that's the nicest way we we could say it is just he's mad she's successful. I think there's an implication that she's cheated on him and she's kind of made him look foolish. But um, oh, you think she's cheated on him? Oh, definitely not with that that weird uh, uh, manager. manager guy. Yeah, not with that guy. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it just seems like he it's like he's gotten to some sort of un, un, unspecified tipping point with um, <laughs> his frustration with his wife. And so all, all all that you really see is just after he's boiled over, there's no there's no real allusion to what the buildup was caused by. Well, I, I guess I one thing he does say that I'm remembering now, um, he references their son who, who we meet, Derek, um, who's who's an adult in this. But he tells ah! her. <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> mentally, I don't know. But he tells her like he it's like, I see you doing to our son like what you did to me. And I won't let that happen of like, you've like <laughs> emasculated me or like. <laughs> and it's like, I like we don't we don't. It'd be nice to like see that a little bit. Um, yeah, no, because she's just she's I think I think they try and message that when Derek. Uh, so movie opens. Uh, and Blaze is getting ready for the show and her son Derek uh, comes by with roses for her and then she's very dismissive or uh, inattentive maybe to him trying to tell her good news about how he's done on getting this this 
show called uh, or a part on a show called sorry it's called spaceship america that's the show yeah right? <laughs> yeah yeah so i think that's what they're trying to tell you is that she's she's not around and she's not emotionally there for her probably her kids or her her husband that's that's about the extent they message it uh i wouldn't say they message enough to say yep warrants murder she should die right <laughs> <Also> <laughs> she <did>. yeah <laughs> uh and it also there's a lot of like other things you can read into that scene as well, which makes it hard to like necessarily decipher what are, what are these relationships? Because um, one like later on, she's like encouraging like him like like come down to the show like yeah, I want to see you. I want to see you down here like. Uh, but the the kids coming in, I, I mean, and, and he's not. It's not like he's like eight. He's no, I he's don't like know, 18, 20, 20. 18, 20, something like that. Yeah. Right. So like he should have an adult awareness of situations and he's coming in. It's literally minutes before she's about to go on air. And it's like, <laughs> this is big, exciting news. Yes. And it's like, she, she definitely should have reacted a little more, <clears throat> but it's also like, like I would not, <laughs> like I don't know if like my wife was going into an minutes away from going into an extremely important work thing. You have some I would not <laughs> like drop this news with an expectation <laughs> of like a big reaction. Like, like maybe you'd be like, "Hey, I have great news to tell you after," or like, <laughs> or something. But like, like she's going to like this massive performance. It <clears throat> seems to be important for her job. Um, it, it like I don't know. It, it, it's understandable one that she doesn't <laughs> react the best, and two, so Derek's an idiot. <laughs> I was yeah, I was watching this this morning again and i was getting real vibes <laughs> of <laughs> both the husband and the kid have had these like mental health issues for a long time and that <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. just had to deal with this for a long time and she's but they, but they like, treat learned... it like today is the first time it's ever come up in like right. a, a, at least 20 year history this is like the first time it's ever come up it just feels like Derek comes in a lot with supposedly big exciting news that maybe doesn't ever go anywhere and she's you know, kind of like if he came in he'd be like mom i got big news i shit my pants and they'd be like right. okay that's great honey like that's that's what we'll talk about it later and it's like <laughs> i really gotta like dig into like what this actually means <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah good point like the there is a feeling Derek is so tepid and yes, a lot of it is his weird performance. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it interesting, but it also makes me think to your point, there's a very strong case that he could just be making everything he's saying up. And then blaze blazes dismissal is basically just like, okay, this is the 900th time I've had to hear some weird story from that, you about like, right. And, and I'm, I'm really busy <laughs> with, with what I'm doing. Professionally. And what we see from Derek later in the movie supports him as potentially someone who does some dramatic things for attention <laughs> what do you think with the, with the, 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 the three red pills that he takes and then never <laughs> swallows <laughs> yeah so in the, i think in the movie he's supposed to have swallowed him but in the <clears throat> actually you can see on the camera they're still like just in his mouth as he's not swallowing them and i was watching this time, i was like what are they messaging here at first i was like a suicide attempt but i was like it's three pills i don't that doesn't seem like enough <laughs> no i I think they're messaging that like I think they're trying they're trying to message substance abuse because of his of. um lack of engagement by his mom. And yeah. And I think they kind of message that theoretically with Richard because uh, early in the meet in the movie, Richard, who is our killer <laughs> named who names himself evil, um 
he uh they very quickly dismissed that he's not coming to the show that's in la because he's in palm springs because he's either quote cooked <laughs> up or loaded meaning like you know he, he he's got a pretty serious substance problem so i think they're trying to show a connection there i god i'm going i'm going so much further than this movie ever got thought through from canon um, <laughs> no i think i think they were i think they thought this far of <laughs> i think they're trying to show that they're both uh damaged uh that, that derek and um um richard are damaged people because of the, because of what blaze how blaze has treated them in their lives but they never to your point they never really message it other than other than through uh exposition from richard and they never really show you anything other than that scene with derek and that's it right. and well it's like, and it's okay. the old like screen ready adage like show don't tell and yeah. they're really telling us this that time and not showing it <laughs> and what they're showing is sometimes contradictory sometimes supportive of that and so it's hard to um to really get a feel for <laughs> what this family dynamic actually is uh yeah because the way it plays is it's a family dynamic of these people met a day and a half ago and don't have any <laughs> relationship to each other so uh, yeah, it, 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 that, I think Derek's probably the character that, in a, in a canon movie, this is big, big thing to say. He is he is out there with the weirdest performance in this movie, uh, <laughs> yeah. even compared to Evil. So yeah, because he's very wooden and stilted at times, and then they give him bizarre things to do, like put his mom's pantyhose over his head. <laughs> and he, he pierces his ear, right? Like he uses. Yeah. Uh, what is he like a golf tee or something? It's what it looks like something like that. <laughs> he pierces his ear and he's bleeding all over himself. And then later on, they show him creep down to the stage with the thing over his head, <laughs> like he's gonna kill his mom there. And then and then he just disappears. It's, it's weird. Like it's just all weird, weird, weird choices. That's that's one of the things I love about this movie. So I I, I like a lot of things, multiple things in this, and some are good and some are like <laughs> poor construction of a movie but it makes it funny and entertaining so we see evil we see his face really early in the movie which is very interesting kind of for these slasher movies where typically you kind of don't know who the killer is and then the big twist um so i guess the big spoiler alert which i think works well um the richard is the killer but we don't know we just know he's evil this guy called evil until like three quarters of the way through the movie where he shows up yeah. as blaze's husband um and it, it's a pretty good like twist and it's not entirely unpredictable just because there's only so many characters in this movie <laughs> and this one named character you've never seen before is also the guy who you only know him as evil so you know you kind of can put that together but it's it's a fun twist um and then fun tension uh that we know he's the killer and these other characters don't. Um, but, um, but because we see his face so early, you miss some of that, like, Oh, cause it this person is it this person, but the movie is really like throwing these red herrings that the killer could be Derek. Cause he's doing all these things. But then we saw who the killer was. We know it's not Derek. We don't need these like, red, like false that's a good, clues oh, that fuck, yeah. maybe I, Derek's the killer. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I kept thinking. Now, like, I guess I they like, do pay that off a little bit later. Uh, very right, little. Very, very little and very later. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I guess you're right. because Yeah, you're right. Because when they show him and it's supposed to be like a red herring. 
there is no red herring because you know who you know it's Richard, right. You know it's evil. Yeah, you're right. Like, so In any just, other slasher, it's like oh, like they're trying, either this is a killer or it's a misdirect of who like we have to suspect this guy. It's like no, he's not the killer. We've seen him. We've seen him do the killings. And arguably, he is the protagonist for most of the movie. <laughs> um, um, go ahead, go ahead. I just say what. So the very very opening in the movie is kind of like a music video. Um, the very middle with of this the movie like is punk also a montage video. of these like punk new wave people going to this show, uh, which is very funny because I don't. Know. It's nineteen eighties punks or early nineteen eighties punks, and it's yeah. just shitty people who are just out for for no good and to destroy it was it, it definitely how like the movie portrays them as <laughs> yeah it's a canon it's a canon as like the scum of the earth <laughs> yeah i uh because <laughs> i'm i'm there's something wrong with me i did watch death wish 3 earlier this week uh <laughs> nice <laughs> and it, it's like you could take all of the punks that are in that and you could just you could easily just just put that port- Port them to any canon movie from the early 80s. It's like Death Wish 3. Yep, same kind of punks. Uh, New Year's Evil, same kind of punks. Death Wish 2, same kind of punks. They're all, it's all like generic, like leather and crazy hair and, and weird makeup yeah. punks. And everybody has a switchblade. That's like, that's well, that's so that's what I love. Evil kills with a switchblade. Um, but in the opening scene, when these punks get to the hotel, there's a cop there, and one of them pulls out what looks like a switchblade, but then it ends up being like the switchblade comb. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, like, did tickets, they think this through tickets, enough to like make tickets, that connection of tickets? Yeah, <laughs> yes, that guy. <laughs> yeah, this cop guy, they go to. Yeah, this bizarre way he just says tickets over tickets, and over. Tickets, 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 tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. It, it, the the switch. The the, the I, I like the opening with with the punks because it looks like they're driving down somewhere in like Santa Monica or something. Like they're just driving down a big thoroughfare, or maybe it's downtown. Like I don't know. Um, and uh, like they're just setting up crazy, you know, just generally crazy people, <laughs> which is funny because all the crazy people they keep setting up and alluding to, but through the characters' dialogue, it's never them. It's always. The guy, it's always the super rich guy who's married <laughs> to a rock star. It's like, oh, the guy with like, the best life in this is the one killing everybody. <laughs> it's like somewhere there's like an interesting message about like morality in here. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, arguably Richard is the least motivated to kill in this because it's like, okay, it sounds like you can, your wife, maybe she cheated on you. Maybe she's emasculated you, but it's like you get an allowance which sounds like it's a lot of money. You drive a Mercedes. You're allowed to just go live on your own, basically in Palm Springs and do whatever you want. I'm like, you pretty have a pretty good life. Like, I don't really understand the motivation from you. Right. Well, his whole bitterness seems to be like uh, a toxic masculinity of like my wife's more successful than me. Yeah, no, it is. And that's, that's driven that's me exactly crazy. It. And now she's going to do it to Derek too, through, through his acting career. Yeah, like they do, like so. There's something there where they do portray it as like, um, she has this because she's so successful. She holds this power over them where she like they can't go create their own success because of her. We just we just don't ever see it, and that doesn't make a lot of sense because she's hosting 
a New Year's Eve New Wave punk <laughs> 1980 party. Like, and how successful is she? Like, like I, like, I don't know. Or like, no, I, how I, powerful is she? It's not like I got. She's sense. like the biggest movie star on the planet or something. Like, yeah, like, I, I feel like they were setting it up as like maybe ten years before this, she was huge, and then her career's like really tapered off because. What what is it like? His name's Maury or something. Her her agent that, that oh that yeah, yeah. In, he kind of makes him like implies like hey this is a really big deal for her. she really needs this show and needs to go well and so I, I I kept thinking okay her career is probably waning and this is like a comeback or a mm. new a new direction she could go with her her career but you're right like they make such a big deal that Derek gets this part <laughs> in Spaceship America without <laughs> using his own family name and I'm like. To your point, she's hosting a New Year's Eve show that nobody's watching. Uh, yeah. And it's, and it's on, it, it's in a Holiday Inn and I think like Long Beach or something. Right. <laughs> it's like, give does anyone give a shit like what his name is? <laughs> like, no, like, nobody cares. Yeah. So it's just, it, oh, it's just so many bizarre choices in this. And it just, it just it, you're right. Like the whole undercurrent of this is toxic, toxic masculinity about a wife that's more successful <laughs> and stuff like that. But what's funny is like the movie sort of seems on Richard's side. (laughs) It goes back and forth. It definitely goes back and forth. Uh, And they present, they present the tension of him not being able to kill people at the top of the hour and how much stress it's bringing him. And you're like, Oh no, it's not good. (laughs) All right. Do you want to talk about uh, the, all of the insane um, costumes and subterfuge that Richard undertakes? (laughs) Yeah, as I say, let's let's get into the let's get into the kills. So, and how right. he uh, his master plan. So his, One, mas- his master plan is be super is going, handsome. Is going back to a place that could easily identify him and try to kill somebody <laughs> yeah. there. I, I forget. Does, does it open with um his before he kills anybody? Um, they show him. He has like a voice modulator, and he's talking yeah. to Blaze on live TV, where he's he's basically. He's basically laying out the premise to everybody that I'm going to kill somebody at the top of the hour and it's going to be people who are important or close to Blaze and then he's going to kill her. I think he even says he's going to kill her at the end or something like that. Yeah. That, that, but, uh, so the, the voice thing is supposed to be one of those you get if you had like um, cancer and you have to replace the thing. But I guess they he couldn't the actor couldn't talk. So he's just making that voice. <laughs> oh, that's just like made up. Yeah. So that was oh, pretty I, good. I, I, wow, that's pretty yeah, he's pretty good. I thought they ran it through like a uh like a synthesizer or something or yeah. interesting. Been pretty, hey, good on you, Richard. You did a you did a hell of a job uh acting that that voice out. Good on you, Kip Nevin. <laughs> Kip Nevin. <laughs> that's right. It's the most like Hollywood fucking name. Also, I don't know, the name they should have they shouldn't have named him Richard. They should have had him be named Kip. <laughs> That would be Kip that would is a better name. It is. A I would actually name. buy the backstory twenty percent more <laughs> if he um, was a Kip. He'd be like one of two people named Kip in a movie ever. The other being Napoleon Dynamite's brother. Um, <laughs> I uh, y- yeah. So he 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 basically calls Blaze, tells her the, the premise <laughs> of what's happening, and then he um, the reason we were making anybody who hasn't seen this yet, I got God help you if you have not watched this before listening to this episode. But uh, oh yeah, we've ruined the whole thing. <laughs> he, he, well, we've ruined it, but also just this would be painful to get through without any context of uh, of uh, having watched it. But yeah, he he um, it sounds like he's talking like with like a robotic voice, and so goes hello, 
my name is Evo. <laughs> and that's pretty much how he talks whenever he calls Blaze. So hence us talking like maniacs at the top of the top of the episode. <laughs> but um yeah, so he sets up these what he's gonna do, and then he goes directly into his sanitarium and he disguises himself as an orderly. And he's carrying around, unknowingly at the time, this uh, gigantic tape recorder. And then first person he runs to, uh, one, I don't know how he got past like a security gate or how he got in there. But he drives in, gets in there. Well, they they know him there. (laughs) Oh, like, oh, Richard. Yeah, he's like, I got got third shift, so I'm coming in to (laughs) to knock this out. (laughs) Um, But then he he has a bottle of champagne, and then he runs into (laughs) a... a, um, what looks like an old, like Amber Wave style actress, <laughs> uh, who's playing um, another orderly, and they basically immediately agree to hook up, like no questions yeah. asked, don't know each other, and and then um, he's listening to, and then he's got a radio playing what the New York, the, yeah, the New York countdown, yeah, and, and he goes on to then uh, stab her and record it. And then turns around and leaves the sanitarium and goes and plays it on the radio or plays it through a phone call to to Blaze to basically show them that he's serious. And then uh, and yeah, and then he lets people know that uh, where to go find the body once um once uh, once they start investigating it. So anyway, yeah. So I, I, I'm rambling. No, what I love in this kill is it set it starts setting up the weird disconnect of. His motivation to do this with who he is as a person, because he immediately goes in, is so charming that this woman he just met is sleep ready to sleep with yeah. him in two minutes. And it's like, I don't know, man. Things just seems like things aren't that bad for you. Like, no, it's like, that's what I'm just saying. Use like, that charm on something other than an evil plot to murder your wife. And he's got a pretty good life. Uh, if he wants it yeah yeah uh and so then go ahead go ahead no it's like so he like seduces her and they go there's a lot of like um funny things like it's like like but i just met you he's like does that matter and she's like not tonight (laughs) man this lady's just looking to get laid on new year's uh and it works i mean that's that is and that is the irony it's just like wow this guy's life like He's he, he, he's a, he's a good looking guy. I mean, he, like he's kind of generic Hollywood, but he's a he's a good looking guy. Yeah. And uh, it is funny just how easy it is. Like the first one's just break into a place where I've already I've already apparently at some point in my life existed for a while and maybe recognized, and then um, just hook up with somebody and then immediately yeah. kill them and then just escape with, with no questions asked. So. Uh, and so as um, and this is maybe early enough where you don't get that, or they just didn't have the money for the effects. But oh. one of the things I found disappointing as a slasher fan, you don't really, the kills really aren't on screen. Uh, no. He pulls the switchblade out and it just like, you hear it maybe like plunge in and screaming. Cause you get, that's when you get the, like, the recording of it more so than getting an actual like cool slasher on screen kills. Um, but one impressive thing he did that I put up there with any slasher is a, uh, he manages recording it to hit the two button, the play record <laughs> box button, and uh, and pull that off correctly because that that was always a you know 
that was always something you'd fuck up trying to use those things. <laughs> me, me, he didn't hit play and either rewind or stop it. Instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I Which would have been a great scene if you did. And had to... <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, I got, I got to record this. Hold on one sec. Um, yeah, I would, I would have, I would have enjoyed that as well. Um, <laughs> I, uh, and I think is this the time when after after this kill they introduce uh, Lieutenant Clayton who. <laughs> Is a uh, LA detective who comes yeah. to protect Blaze by using one other cop. It seems. <laughs> yeah. So they they introduce him after the first call, and he's like, "It's probably just a crazy person." And they do like it's a very canon like, "Well, look who you're surrounding yourself with all these crazy punk people." Like all this is the guy. Kind of, you're asking for this. <laughs> yep. And then <laughs> uh, and then they find and then he calls back and they find a dead body and is like, "All right, I guess we'll take this seriously now." <laughs> It's my it was a very part. funny switch. <laughs> is they're trying to like calm Blaze down, and then they find they, they reveal the body's been tucked into a closet, and one of the other uh, nurses finds the body, and it's the weirdest. To your point, it's like the the kills aren't on screen, and then even the uh, the way they they he seems to kill people, the makeup when you see them doesn't always make sense as to like <laughs> how you think he did it, and so it's like uh, that's what's so weird about it. So they show her like basically like doubled over. They keep doing like fast cuts. To the body and it's just like you can tell she's wearing some sort of like neck rig with like bad makeup on it and, you're, and it's just bloody and so she's just laying there bloody with her with her neck messed up and then it cuts <laughs> i love this because it cuts back to uh blaze and then uh the detective was detective uh wallace sounds um, right uh or no i'm oh, sorry it's chris wallace is the actor uh oh lieutenant clayton. clayton yeah and uh he's holding blaze by the arms and he's like they found a body and she was stabbed and mutilated and bloody. Or like that. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. It's like, are you trying to uh are you trying to actually like calm her down? Are you trying to like make this thing work? It's like it's like he's trying to like fuck with her. Just like, right. Well, yeah. it's just a funny like swing from the previous scene where he's just like skeptical as like you're like panicking and like yeah just not and treats her like a hysterical woman who and then yeah. like and then he almost becomes a hysterical like man of like <laughs> <laughs> there is a body it's mutilated and i like i do i do love his theory of just like like you said it's like, how are you gonna pick out a phone freak in my, uh, between all of these crazy people and it's just a bunch of punk kids that are at this, shit, yeah. this concert it's like it's also like well, they're all right there. Yeah, so like, they probably didn't do it. it. Yeah, like, like this is like it seems like a very easy, <laughs> very easy, uh, and very implausible theory of his to, to like dispute. So whatever. Although credit credit to him, they uh really put the pieces together pretty quick uh, at the end. Oh, uh, they have to because they're out of time. <laughs> so, <laughs> by virtue of actually wrapping the movie up, they've got they better. Um. So uh. Uh, what's his name? Evil Richard uh, kills kills the nurse escapes, and then he. This is where the plot, like his whole <laughs> motivation, just disappears because he he goes and he puts on kind of like a it's not it's not like a leisure suit, but he looks like a disco. Oh, there he is! Yeah, and that's the <laughs> that is the, yeah. Mike's background is basically the second act costume of Richard. <laughs> he puts on a really bad fake mustache, and he puts on this really uh slick kind of um open shirt suit and then he just goes to a random like what so like at 10 at 10 p.m he just goes to a random new year's eve party and then well he, he goes, goes it's like i guess it'd be like 9 30 he goes to this a random yeah, bar yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's right that's right and he just go pick up like like somebody random which is weird right 
but it's just like okay well i, I wanted to, like to do something in a sanatorium i really don't have anyone else i want revenge on for hours they're busy <laughs> for the next Someone two kills yeah. so they'll be random <laughs> well um, and that's what's so strange is just like he, he tells blaze i'm gonna be killing people who are close to you and he kills two strangers it's like, <laughs> that's what he says. so so very funny um Last week we did Invaders to Mars and it has uh, Louise Fletcher in it, who's Nurse Ratched in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, this movie also has an actress who was also in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Who was it? Uh, Sally, the girl he picks up at the bar. <laughs> is she is she the one that uh, has nervous diarrhea, or is she the roommate of the person? With nervous <laughs> uh, diarrhea? Lisa is the roommate with nervous diarrhea. Ah, <laughs> so, uh, thank you. <laughs> yes, Sally is the one he will be uh, soon killing. With a bag of uh, a bag of weed. <laughs> That's a all right. So, well, one, I, I liked her character because she seems so kind of loopy and and funny. Like she actually has some 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 decent jokes, and she talks about a lot of stuff that that is not uh, irrelevant today. She sounds like somebody who was like a, she she sounds like somebody who went to L.A. and became a Scientologist. Like on like <laughs> yeah, well, day, she even is one. like transcendental meditation. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so so evil picks up these two women at, at a bar, uh, and one is a sort of begrudgingly brought along roommate, and he he's taking them uh, un- taking them away from this this party they're at already uh, under the pretext that they're going to a an Eric Estrada, uh, which in 1980 must have just been like a huge deal, but uh, taking him to a, taking them to an Eric Estrada Christmas party <laughs> or New Year's Eve party, sorry, uh, yeah, and. Uh, uh, my favorite is watching Evil trying to explain what he does, and she's like, "Oh, are you an agent?" And he's like, "No, I'm a I'm a business manager. I do I do business things. I make yeah. investments." <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> it's like, hey, you know what? And here's how handsome he is. That still worked. That did not matter. <laughs> like, yeah, bullshit. Like, okay. I think they're just rolling the dice. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, there's a five percent chance we're going to Eric Estrada's. There's a five percent chance. This guy murders us, and there's a ninety percent chance he takes us back to his shitty apartment and tries for a threesome. But <laughs> well, unfortunately, we'll roll the dice on the Eric Estrada one. Unfortunately, it was the middle option, and he takes them to a liquor store, tells the roommate <laughs> to go buy champagne, and then yeah. he's really freaking out how close it's getting to ten o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he oh, because he almost goes past. That's right, he almost goes past the hour, but then he manages to to strangle one of them. <laughs> that's what I don't understand is um. So he pulls this bag. Yeah, the roommate goes to buy the champagne. He pulls this big plastic bag out. He goes, "Hey, I got some good stuff here." And so he makes it sound like it's weed, but then he said it's like it's like Colombian something. And I'm like, "Is it cocaine? Like, is it weed?" I'm like, "If it's cocaine, it's a giant bag of coke, <laughs> a giant bag." And then he, and then he just smothers her and kills her. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, that 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 whole interaction made me laugh. Like, it's just so. It's supposed to be played as like scary and, yeah. and slashery, but it's like it's just so comical and it's not supposed to be. And that actually takes us. To I don't know, because that actress is a little that's that's what she brings. I think casting her in that it's supposed to be a little comical because she's kind of plays this stereotypical dumb blonde um, who's like going along with it. So I think it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed think... to be funny until it's scary and it just stays funny. <laughs> well, and that's one of the songs they play. Is dumb blondes at the? Uh, uh. Oh my god! Did we just give them credit? <laughs> I have to go back and see when they play. This I movie's think brilliant. <laughs> they've thought of everything. <laughs> no, uh, one of the 
the bands that they keep recycling and just changing the name of it's either shadow or made in japan or the yeah <laughs> and they sing a song called dumb blondes and i think it's either right before right after they uh richard kills uh these two roommates oh wow um, that i had not I put never, that together i never I, I realized um because i like that dumb blonde song yeah this is definitely worth um, watching this like for like a ninth time I, i'm catching all yeah. the, the brilliance that's in here <laughs> and I, I will say um I appreciate like the band is pretty good. Uh, the the no, music is pretty solid in this. Um, this movie would be unwatchable if the band was bad, because <laughs> uh, his the music runs through the whole movie. <laughs> Do you think? Um, I actually didn't mind. I I didn't mind the music in this either. I liked it, and it seemed like that was one of the stronger things they did was was putting in a, a decent band. How much time of the entire movie do you think? <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Uh, got absorbed by by music video like level fill it filler it to yeah, get, like, yeah they by padded twenty minutes on to... at least at least because yeah. like there's like full songs that they're showing people yeah. dancing to. <laughs> so uh, uh, so the roommate has gone into the liquor store to buy the biggest bottle of champagne they have. I'm not I'm not entirely sure what that means. <laughs> I think it's just a magnum, right? Right, I, like but. Uh, Champagne is not always something you want to go with quantity as your primary. <laughs> yeah, usually primary that's metric, like a... but but sure, let's go with that. Uh, and so she comes out and the car's gone. So uh, do do you want to give us a rundown of what what happens to her? Um, and the, well, the she, brilliant she looks, plan of evil. She looks. I mean, everything panned out perfectly for him. So I can't say it's a bad plan. It's it just uh, to, to your point on there's a five percent chance this goes this way. It cuts evil's time or evil's way every time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I know. So she she wanders out and she just kind of makes these weird noises, like she's just confused, just like why she got left by by evil and her and her roommate. And then she finds a shoe, and then she just keeps walking down this alleyway next to a liquor store. And then she finds another shoe, and then she sees what looks like a piece of her her roommate's dress uh, draped out over the edge of a um, a dumpster hanging out and so she of course she has to go see what's in the dumpster she goes and opens it up and there's nothing in there and then <laughs> flick there's a lighter and it's e <laughs> which is one of the funniest moments of the movie the cut to him in the dumpster with the lighter <laughs> it's just like smirk on his face of like gotcha gotcha did it I mean, I'd be if I had an elaborate plan like that and it actually fucking worked, I'd probably be as excited as he was too. Which is what are the odds? Like, what are the odds that it actually pans out? Because that's just, yeah. that seems crazy. Yeah. So one of the things I, I I think it's probably intentional in this movie. Each kill goes progressively wrong and off the rails from his plan. It feels like so. The first one it works. First one he nails. This one. He manages to kill him, but like the roommate came along, he's running behind. He has to kind of improvise a bit, um, so it doesn't quite go to plan, but he pulls it off. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and then the next one, um, well, I guess I guess we can go into his next wardrobe change. Oh uh, yeah, um, he, he calls the cops and, and tells them where to find the bodies, and yeah. uh, um. While the cops are on the way, there's just a guy stripping half naked yeah. in the parking lot. Oh, yeah, he just parked his car in an alley, and these cops are driving by. <laughs> it's just not suspicious. Crazy. This guy changing clothes while we're on the way to a murder scene. 
Do you want to talk about the uh, the reveal of the two bodies when they find him? Oh, God, I don't know if I remember it that well. Well, so the first one she's sitting on, I think, a swing. The the, the first oh, room he yeah. kills, she's sitting on a swing. And then the <laughs> second <laughs> room. <laughs> her head rolls down the slide. Yeah, like she just rolls down the slide right when the police happen to walk to the slide. It's like, and here's the body. <laughs> she just comes down at first upside down. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's um, like that, how how did he pull that timing off? <laughs> uh, it's just per- it was perfect. I bet yeah. I I think he had like a Rube Goldberg machine that has like a tripwire <laughs> and that release somehow releases the body as soon as they uh, as soon as they walk by. <laughs> that, that's what I'd like to imagine. Um, but I don't think he has the time. He, he's got to go. He, it's almost yeah, midnight. He's on, away. Yeah, he's on a tight clock. So what does he do? He dresses as a priest in a Mercedes <laughs> on New Year's yeah. Eve. <laughs> and it seems like his uh, big mistake is he uh, pisses off some a biker gang. <laughs> it's it's basically texting and driving. It's like he he gets in an accident for the same thing of just not paying attention to the road, <laughs> and he runs into a bunch of the bikers. And so now they're after him. So he he goes and he's trying to hide out at this like drive-in movie theater. <laughs> they're watching Bloodfest or Blood Feast or something <laughs> like. <that>. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, he um his big getaway is he hits them and then he and realizes okay, I, I gotta escape and hide because they're they're gonna catch up with me. And what's interesting is before all that happens, they keep showing him looking at well, one, he's dressed as a priest, and then two, they keep showing him uh they keep cutting to pictures of like a, a nun. It looks like an old picture, like an old black and white photo of a nun, and you keep thinking, okay, maybe this one will be personal or there's some sort of connection there. They don't ever really. I don't think they ever really message. What you're right. Will... It does seem like this maybe has a yeah. Because the first one was supposed to be important, but uh, or or have relevance to him or Blaze. But he uh, he's looking at the photo. Keeps looking at the photo. Hits the hits the bikers. Takes off. Hides in this in this uh, <laughs> um, movie drive-in, and then all of, of course all of the bikers. Uh, flow into it and he realizes he's got to escape so he ditches the mercedes the mercedes that is registered to him right and he uh i think he gets into it with one of the bikers and he tries to play off the whole um the whole priest thing and oh, i like, love this yeah. it was like please don't hurt me my son i'm, I'm a man of god or something <laughs> like that and then he just stabs the guy. and then he plunges the switchblade yeah, in, the carry in his gut pretty brutal and then he, yeah. he breaks into a car of two teenagers doing <laughs> the weirdest um hookup session yeah <laughs> that, that i can imagine i don't know <laughs> or i i guess i'm just getting old i was trying to remember like i don't know it's just what it was like to when you were a teenager like <laughs> that's, that's all i thought too i'm like do you just go straight for it or do you just kind of hang out and just do this well like, it I, seems like the girl seems interested in uh, smoking weed and watching the movie <laughs> mm-hmm. but her top's open and the guy seems only interested in playing with her breasts <laughs> and <laughs> And they seem to have kind of reached like a like there's agreement a crossroads. Of like, there's this a sexual is what we're crossroads do for the next forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've gotten to a sexual crossroads of like, all right, this either needs to advance or we're done, like kind of thing. Like it's not. But instead, it seems like we're gonna do this until the movie's over because she wants to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, and he's a horny teenager, so he's gonna be like, well, yeah, I'll just keep playing with these boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it did feel like they just like, hey, we just need nudity we just need to shoehorn it into this for for, for yeah. no good reason and they do and so evil breaks into their car kicks the guy out and takes off and and this this now stolen car with uh, the woman in the back 
and he doesn't talk he just keeps driving and she keeps it's kind of i don't know it's creepy because she just keeps oh it gets really stuff. dark and depressing like yeah it, it, it turns like, into like and a, then suddenly it's like oh what is this girl's life because now um because she says to him she's like like please don't hurt me mister like I'll, I'll let you do it with me and i won't like fight or anything and it's like, she's like i don't have any oh money my, but like, I'll, I'll do it I'm like oh yeah it's not good and it's like oh my god like what like now i'm just sad like <laughs> And so she can't, she feels like she can't escape until uh, Richard pulls over in the only place where there's two drunk guys trying to cross the street in LA on New Year's Eve. And so she she jumps out, bolts through a park, and this then turns into basically a scene out of uh, Halloween Kills. And um, <laughs> uh, Evil in a priest outfit is stalking her across the park. And I guess, oh, because he threatens to kill the two guys, the two drunk guys. They somehow, it looks like they're in the middle of nowhere, and he somehow, they somehow call the cops or flag a cop down. And then they they send the cops after Richard into the park, and I think it's what, right before, he ends up on a baseball field. Yeah, and she's hiding in, like, the dugout under the bleachers or something, but, like, the cops are closing in, and he's like, ah, I gotta, like, bail. So, like, this kill has gone totally off the rails and not working at all, and, like, don't even think it was supposed to be this girl uh, or a random person. Seems like this nun at something, but no backstory on that one. That's where I was like, I would have loved to have known, like, what was his motivation uh, for that? Because so far, all the people he's killed have had no relevance to Blaze whatsoever. It's all been, like, (laughs) either people relevant to him or or random random strangers. So, and, and but this is where the police start <laughs> kind of putting it together because they've called about this liquor store, um, and then they find like this biker guy dead, and they so they find Richard's car abandoned at this uh, drive-in, and so I think they're starting to put things together. Like, well, that's suspicious that <laughs> this like we're looking for this killer this guy who's connected to like the one person the killer's calling <laughs> has abandoned the car around dead bodies <laughs> i uh and, go ahead no and it's like it's like yeah he, he probably just needed to uh once once he had to kill the biker guy <laughs> probably needed to just like abandon the plan <laughs> just get out Wait, do you think his plan ever entailed actually getting away with it like I think in his head that it is an did, excellent question, but I don't physically see how he ever would have because like, the the end game of of him at the hotel with her almost guarantees he gets caught is right. It's like because he shows up there and like people see him. Oh yeah, like he doesn't try to hide that he's there. So it's <laughs> well, well they're gonna does... know it's you. <laughs> How many, how many costume changes does Richard go through? <laughs> so he's he's the orderly. He's the money manager. He's the he's priest, the... and then he's the white tracksuit at the end. And he's so a he's cop. Oh, and the cop. <laughs> he out the cop. And I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you count the mask as a separate one. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll throw it in with the tracksuit. But I, okay. So in the course of what about a four-hour window of activity, he has changed <laughs> outfits. Four yeah. times. he's changing an outfits once an hour basically and my question is always what's he it seems like he's just dumping all these extra clothes like in his trunk <laughs> mercedes in the 70s didn't have this kind of trunk space like there wasn't <laughs> enough room for all that shit well i just like when the cops go investigate like <laughs> they're gonna find like six costumes so yeah it's like okay um good news we found all of the evidence where is it it's in this guy's car <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i do enjoy the the part where he so he, he I, I think he, 
I think he would not get away with it. I think in his head, he was sincerely going to go to the Rose Bowl the next day with, because that's in what Pasadena, so it's not too far away. And so he was really going to go in his head. He's like, I'm going to take Derek to the Rose Bowl, and we're going to have the best father-son football game you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a weird sincerity to his motivation, <laughs> but it also never pans out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems like like step one, step one, two, and three seem well thought out. Steps four, five, six, seven, and eight, very <laughs> poorly thought out. And then step nine, Rose Bowl with my son. <laughs> Well thought out. <laughs> like that's the success line is like success. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, did it. I, um, yeah. So he, it's fun that they, he tries to break back in or he doesn't try to break back in, but he, he gets back into uh, the holiday end where Blaze is doing the show. And, well, uh, and now he's started like killing cops to like get back in there. So he's really abandoned any hope of like getting away with this. <laughs> I get, yeah, I guess it made me laugh that his, his way to distract a cop was he went and stood in the parking deck and he's like, <laughs> officer, there's a drunk person over here. Please come help him. And the guy immediately abandons his post and, and it goes over only to get clubbed in the head by Richard, who <laughs> turns out he is a perfect body match for that uniform. <laughs> for the Richard needed. <laughs> you might've thought that cop looked a little heavy set <laughs> compared he to did. Richard, but it turns not out the uniform <laughs> turns out perfectly. Good. One size fits all police <laughs> so, uniforms. Um, so Richard gets in, and I don't, I guess I didn't understand this part, but Richard, um, he gets into the building, Blaze went back to her room, and the police, one of those officers, search her room, they find Derek, and then that's the most you see her react or emote about Derek, because he almost gets shot by the cop, because he's just yeah. laying in her room. And um, she's, Blaze is super concerned about him, and then he's just like, he has like a tantrum. Like right. that's the only way to describe it. It's like, well, you didn't listen to me about my show on a, a spaceship USA or spaceship America. Well, and- cause it seems like he's possibly going to tell, like, it seems like <laughs> what could be happening is he's in on the plan with his dad and going to tell her. Oh, maybe that's what it was. But the fact that she doesn't respond to like, she's like, never mind, Dad's right. Like we got to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. You suck. Mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Derek has a tantrum. And then disappears. And then Richard, I'm not even sure how. I guess was Richard in the bathroom at this point, or he? Yeah, so that's what he says. But. Okay, so he he's in he's in the room, and he comes out with the this crazy like Stan Laurel mask on. Yeah, I exactly. guess. Yeah, it's like a caricature of a Stan Laurel. <laughs> and uh, he pulls the switchblade out, and Blaze's back is to him. And you're like, oh no, they're gonna like, all right, Blaze is in trouble. Like he's actually gonna kill her. Nope, puts the switchblade away. Right. <laughs> just scares her. And then and then he walks out of the room and pretends to be her manager or something like that. Well, he spent those six months at the uh elevator mechanic training school. <laughs> so he, he's gotta put that into practice here. He can't he can't have that time be wasted. <laughs> uh he puts it to good use here. And apparently what scared me was um if you really want to just kill somebody in an elevator, all you need is like a loose wire and a screwdriver. And that's pretty much all it takes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, he so the cops are suspicious of him, and he goes and and uh, sets it up that he's got control of the only it seems to be the only elevator in the building. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, well, yeah, it's just it, a Holiday Inn. Yeah, uh, so with tall, a giant banquet hall. How tall is this concerts. building? Yeah, how tall is this building? At least thirteen stories. Thir- okay, thirteen, fourteen. Okay, I'll, I'll keep. I don't know. Going. I don't know. That's a good question. Because they spend a good two minutes on that elevator. 
going down talking. or like yeah, yeah. going down to the wherever their concert's being held just talking mm-hmm. and it's the cop and it's like there's just it's crazy dialogue because it feels like blaze is almost hitting on the cop you can't tell if it's supposed to be that's just her personality or that's they're trying to message that she's like doing but something that would have that, pissed Richard yeah. off or I don't know it, it's it's a weird they play the whole thing so weird that you, you, you can never really tell what they're trying to show is a motivation right that's I need one concrete thing of yeah. like <laughs> like it, <laughs> and then they I do like the cop the cop has two sets of twins when they talk about the kids that he yes, has. forget like, about what? that <laughs> what Two sets of twins. That it sounds like a goddamn nightmare. That cop's a hero. So did he have quadruplets or did he actually just have two individual sets of twins? <laughs> right. <laughs> he just doesn't know the word. Um so Richard messes with the uh the elevator enough that it basically knocks out Blaze and um uh the cop by going up and down. And then Richard kicks and knocks out the cop, and then he wakes up Blaze, who still doesn't quite realize what's going on and um, this is like not, not bad dialogue, like to your point, like he has some good lines here where it's like, Hey, I can hear your heart beating. I don't like that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's an effective, scary, like slasher yeah. movie line of like, yeah, for the killer. Uh, yep. And, uh, he lays out the entire, his entire motivation <laughs> and it never makes, it never makes that much sense. Really seems to be, uh, he, he's aggrieved about the uh, amount of his allowance. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, they also set up as like, uh, I guess Yvonne, who who they only show for about 30 seconds in this, was Blaze's assistant. Who Rich either, I think they say. They oh, yeah, we left Richard. out that kill. Yeah. 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 Sorry. That's another kill. Um, uh, Richard, Richard dispatches her in her room um, at the top of the movie. I guess she was yeah, like, the wait, only person she, who would talk to him. Shouldn't that have been the first kill? It was right before nine. So at, that one's like, shouldn't he have done that one at nine and then done the nurse at 10? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and you're right. Have, uh, and then whatever that nun was that seemed that's, personal, done that at 11 and then blaze at 12. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. Richard, that makes, get your shit together here. Well, then, again, it goes back to the whole thing of like he threatens blaze when early in the movie with I'm going to kill somebody close to you. And it's like, well, then he never does other than Yvonne. But they don't. Well, make I guess it, that's. It, yeah. It's a. Yeah, yeah, I don't, but, but, they, but he doesn't oh, record. It's all it. over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's a mess. I mean, this thing came out was was started filming and came out within within a two month window. Well, and, and I guess that, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. I was <laughs> reading right. they there were five days left in shooting, and Golden Globe said, "No, we're done. We have enough. We can make really? a movie from this." Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! It shows. Yeah, but like, I also can't imagine like where would you add to this to make make any of this make more sense. I mean, Other than like a backstory yeah. for Richard, but even right. that's still like where it goes doesn't really make a lot. Of, like it's not going to really ever pay off. But <laughs> I mean, really that's it was just going to make stuff that made some of these kills more personal. Yeah. Um. Or just flesh out what the yeah what this motivation idea was, and maybe there was some like Derek stuff of where he was more involved or. Maybe they were going to show his audition for Spaceship America. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 10 minutes of that Spaceship America pilot. <laughs> I'd be up for it. I want to see it. It sounds like uh, it would probably be a pretty good show. Yeah. It seems like it's a really big deal. And uh, I'm curious <laughs> if I watched it, if I would have really enjoyed it. Um, it's yeah, going to have so... Blaze's son in it. <laughs> oh, shit. You mean Derek? 
Yeah. Oh man, I gotta watch that. Um. So, uh, he sets. <laughs> it just cracks me up. He sets up the whole how he basically uh, blaze his his minimized his role, and then now she's doing it to Derek, and that's his motivation. And but again, doesn't really reveal the only person that they reveal that he's killed that is of any meaning, and she's like. Uh, he killed Yvonne, and that's it. You're right. And it's all like, the rest of meaningless. Like meaningless. Yeah, it's meaningless. And so he's like, "You know what I'm gonna do? You're gonna sleep in tomorrow, and I'm gonna get up. And I'm gonna go with my son to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> he plays it like it's the biggest thing he could ever do with his kid. And I was like, arguably, your your son's in his 20s. He probably doesn't live with you anymore. He's probably like doing his own thing. So it's just yeah. so it's it just doesn't. It's like. They're talking about Derek as a like a twenty or mid twenties kid in this. They're treating him like he's fourteen, and it's just yeah, the yeah. weirdest. <laughs> weird also, dynamic. arguably, that Derek got this pilot. Maybe you don't need to do this killer. He was successful. Thing. He was successful like, down it. It's like, oh, he did this on his own. It's not attached. To it. Like, yeah. So maybe now Derek's free. Like he can go, yeah. like have a life, and like, nope. and, yeah, this no. bitch has got to die. <laughs> so. Uh, Richard's plan is he, and it's interesting. Like they they actually start adding some interesting layers to it. Um, he he moves the elevator up, and then he it was going to chain Blaze to the underside of the elevator, and suspend her from from that. And then basically, it sounds like until he got bored with it, he's just going to ride her up and down the elevator until he basically wants to crush her. Yeah, and then once I, he once he does that, like it, it's obviously it's over. But I'm like again, I don't know how he thinks he's going to get away with this and not right. not get caught. But um, but I think what he does he does it a couple times, and then it's just in time for the the detectives to basically get up there to him. They they yeah. put the pieces together that it's they find Richard's car, they figure out what's going on, and then they they start searching the hotel and find him controlling the elevator. Uh, and then Blaze is just screaming up and down in the, <laughs> in the elevator shaft, and then uh, he it ends in a, a shootout. And then uh, would you like to take us through all of the the? Do you, I, I'm curious. Do you have memorized the uh, his monologue on the roof? <laughs> I, I, oh, I do not. Okay, I think it's like an Edgar Allan Poe quote. I uh, know it's from. Um, is it, is it, I think it's from Shakespeare. I think it's from Hamlet. Is it? Oh, okay, my bad. I was close. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe, Hamlet. But the ending, man, the ending of like Richard's choice is like he puts the mask back on. <laughs> yeah. He gives like a soliloquy and then he just throws himself off the top of all <laughs> Which it feels like maybe in the back of it, like a part of him always knew this was where this was headed. <laughs> That's what I think is like there's no way he made made out of, out of this thing alive. He seems pretty prepared for this eventuality. He seems excited. Now, maybe yeah. it's because it, there's a smile on the mask that I just took that so away. So you read more into it. Yeah. I read more into it, but it's like, he doesn't sound like... It's weird that like they message him as almost the protagonist for the whole movie, and then when he's back against the wall, they're like, yep, nope, he's ready to die. He's happy. <laughs> like The whole thing's over, too. It's just bizarre. So, oh, go ahead. You want to say something? I was gonna say, so he's throwing himself, he throws himself off in, and uh, what um, always makes me sad, so always makes me think what could have been. Um, <laughs> so Derek run, runs out and finds him on the ground dead, and they they take they get Blaze out. They get, she's on like a stretcher. They put her in an ambulance. 
Um, and like the last like shot of the movie is you see um, Derek has killed one of the um, EMTs and he's the one driving the ambulance with blaze in it, um, which, you know, gives it, has, has he always been kind of in on this with his dad? Is it just now his father killing himself has set him off, but it's always makes me, man, we should have got a new year's evil too with Derek. I, uh, I would have loved to see it, but so you think, when would you do it? Would you fast forward a year from, from this, from this night? And like, it's a, it's set in the future or Derek yeah. just keeps going. I, I don't know if you could, I mean, logically to just keep going. Cause I don't know how, cause he's killed this EMT, but maybe, I don't know, maybe they still chalk that up to Richard. Um, and just, and to say Derek trying to think is like Derek, like, drives and it's going to take his but say i guess we'll just have to have him get stopped it's what you open with and they put all the murders and so derek goes to the sanatorium and then <laughs> and then so then it's like i don't know like three years later he's like supposedly like healed and okay and these like and he is this not thing, the same thing starts happening again and it's like who is it who's doing it and it turns out crazy kid yeah, and it's just it's just you think, it's the, you think it's the patient that keeps wearing pantyhose on his face? Nah, it's, fine. it's not him. <laughs> spaceship, spaceship America got canceled, and <laughs> I uh, I do think you bring up a really good point, though. Um, I had never picked this up until I watched it again last night. I do think that uh, Derek is in on it uh, after after watching it. The reason I said that was, I say that is one to your point. It seems like a really it does seem like a almost too big of a miss to just keep showing Derek. And messaging that he is maybe dangerous, even though he, even though they've already shown you evil and you know that he's it's not Derek. They continue to message his his weirdness and him coming down to find Blaze with the, which I, I'd love to think that like all right he's in a busy they're, they're in theory in a very busy hotel, and he's right. like on like the he's like on like the nearly the top floor. I'm like I'd love to think of like what is the. What are other people thinking when they see Derek either coming down the stairs or on the elevator with him, and he's just got like a bloody ear, and he's wearing pantyhose and sunglasses over his face? It's like, no, there's a think, sequence of events where people are like, "That guy's fucking crazy." I'm guessing Cannon would be like, "Oh, well, there's always like punk people in the hotel, so and they're crazy, right?" <laughs> so so everyone's cares. like, "Oh, you got to deal with these jerk offs." <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair point. All right, you got me on that one, but. uh the thing that, that, that stood out to me was last night, uh, the first kill, and again, we, we really didn't talk about it much, but Yvonne, who is uh, Blaze's assistant, goes back to her room to change for the show. And while she's about to get ready, she's in the bathroom, and the, she hears the front door of her room uh, crack and open. And she goes to look, and you catch like a second of it. But you catch, a, and somebody's opening the door, like, come in, she thinks. So she goes to close it and check. And uh, you, you catch for like a second when she looks out in the hall, you can see it's Derek walking away and turning the corner with like flowers and that weird tuxedo jacket, like that long tailed <laughs> tuxedo jacket he's wearing. And so I think it's, he's like creating a window. I mean, I don't think you need this, but it's almost like he's creating the window for um, Richard to actually kill Yvonne. Mm. So I, I was thinking like, there's probably some level it's messaged enough that there's probably some level he is in on whatever, whatever's, this killing spree is like maybe he was the one who's supposed to carry it out or he was going to in some way he was going to help 
help or he was going to maybe vouch for uh for richard that richard didn't do it or i don't know i don't know i don't know how their master plan is going to pay off oh he was going to be like part of his alibi yeah yeah exactly that's the right way to say it like he's going to help him get out of the whole like plausible deniability so i okay so i could see that say the plan is he does all this stuff to blaze goes back to the hotel room and derek says oh no like my dad's been here with me the whole time something like that yeah so and, and, okay okay and then, and then there's there's no way to you know hang it on him so and, I, I do think derek's in on it so it's just like a weird it, it, they play it as like a weird turning point but i actually think it's just derek picking up and continuing the plan that him and him and richard already had yeah and i so I, my th- thought process is kind of in the middle <clears throat> i think derek is aware and his dad's like giving him like like richard's giving him like these like tasks to do <laughs> But he's not like fully in on what everything, but it's maybe put some pieces together and is like, Mom, I got to talk to you about something important. Dad's acting really weird and wants me to do like X, Y, Z. And that's kind of a red flag. And then, but then like the mom blows him off and he's and like, then, well, and he, and he oh, turns. I'll just I'll, I'll help dad. And like, and then fully, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> So at some point he's like, "Yeah, you know what? I hate women too." So <laughs> it's uh, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, that's that's where I, I, either, I, I was struggling to make that last connection point. <laughs> I will be part of a murder conspiracy <laughs> <laughs> to my own mom. Yeah, why not? Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I do. Um, I could go either way with. It. I think I think mine or yours makes sense. Uh, that which is which is also typical canon that you can't actually tell what the hell the actual <laughs> motivation right, right. Is. But that, i do love at the end he's like this was my dad's legacy i must finish it <laughs> like i think it's hilarious so richard richard throws himself off the roof and his body's crumpled in the parking lot derek runs out and then just takes the mask and it's like he just took yeah. police evidence off a dead body <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like nobody says anything just <laughs> It's the weird. It's the weirdest choice. It's it is the weirdest choices. That's all I can say. It's it's it's, and that's what I think I enjoy about this movie is it's got so many weird choices in it that that never you never can really piece together if they're right or wrong. It's just interesting, and so yeah. I enjoyed that about it. It's, it's just... well, it's like a funny puzzle to then try to connect everything like we're doing here <laughs> of like, oh, like if they shot these two things. <clears throat> Could all of this sort of fall into place? And like, it's like kinda, but not really. When you look at this, and then he's like, "Yeah, uh, that's it's just so super fun in my brain to like work through what the hell's happening." To your point, though, I think they could have. They were trying to set this up as a C. It's the one thing they got wrong on this was the mask that they're using for um, Richard, the the Stan Laurel sort of uh, caricature mask actually looks like it could be kind of scary in the context of like okay a faceless oh, killer is chasing you i would love to see that yeah. and, they, and, they, and they only they use it for maybe two minutes in the movie and that that's probably the one of the bigger bigger misses is you know after halloween um michael myers is wearing a a retouched william shatner mask and then let's see friday the 13th part one's just mrs Voorhees. so there's no mask but they kind of had an opportunity and they kind of they, they don't make use of what they have perhaps as well as they could have. And I think that that's a mm-hmm. that's a, a miss on their part. A true truly is a miss on their part is not doing more with that mask. But to your point, I think their idea was we can make sequels because if you if you look at how they've they've uh done it with Derek, he's got the mask, he's got a knife, 
he's dangerous. Okay, you could you could in theory do a sequel off of these. I wonder if some of the stuff they didn't shoot was or change or maybe I wonder if there's going to be stuff with him coming after Blaze in the mask. <clears throat> and then it turns out we think it's Richard and it turns out it's Derek or something in the mask. Is why introduce the mask at all other than yeah. to hide someone's identity, but we know who the killer is. And so if you don't use that as a misdirect, I'm not sure what you're doing with it other than messaging Richard's crazy. <laughs> and that's why I think it's such a miss. Is it, <clears throat> yeah. it, it it does seem like it was it could have been a lot scarier. Or, or or better better played throughout the movie is like a dangerous no, I think, thing. Yeah, I think it was an opportunity. They kind of dropped the ball yeah. on. Yeah, weird. So weird they did that. <laughs> Cannon didn't execute. Yeah, <laughs> so strange. I guess if you, I would like to know. I tried to find. There's a documentary out there called New Year's Evil, and I, <laughs> I tried to watch. I tried to find it. It's a documentary about the making of, and I was like, I'd love oh, wow. to just see it. Yeah, and that'd it, be I awesome. Couldn't, I couldn't find it on YouTube, and I couldn't find it to buy. So. Um, if I find it, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that'd be fun to watch. To your point, I, it'd be interesting to get some insight on the day of like, w- w- what were they thinking? Why did they, why did this seem like a good idea, but that wasn't? Or you know, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. And just to hear, it'd be great to hear someone involved, just of what, well, what they were thinking, and then also what wasn't shot would be. That's what I want to know. One, yeah. it would be good to yeah. If there, if Not that I have a lot of confidence, it would it would have tied everything together, but. It'd be interesting to know what else was there, right? I wonder if, like, I could, I wonder if you can track down the script for this. I should look. Um, you should look. You should fucking yeah. look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Golden Globus was known for cutting stuff down, so I wonder. I mean, five days is if this thing came out. If the movie premiered less than two months after they started f- filming principal photography, then that would that would make me think. Five days is a lot of that. A lot of time. Like that's probably a lot of stuff they've left out if if they just said screw it. Yeah, I mean in theory, um, for the yeah for this yeah I was trying to think maybe give it like a minute kind of, but I I have no idea how to judge a canon production of how many minutes they would be planning to shoot in a day. Do you think like like a month of normal filming? To get like say five <laughs> minutes in a movie is probably the equivalent of Canon getting like a hundred minutes of a movie <laughs> or something like. There's some weird yeah. um, uh, inverse relationship or formula <laughs> to, to make it work. Nice. All right. So, <laughs> what would you say is the most Canon moment of this movie? Ooh, that's um. Man, that is that is tough. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna keep going back to the the. Well, no, that could just be the actor's choice. I'm gonna go back to the. I know what it is. I'm gonna go back to. Well, there's two pieces. It's gonna be the punk group where everybody's just dirty and gross, and they, they they're just portrayed as being generally shitty people. <laughs> and then it's the um, sanitarium where they just show the crazy people, and they're not like they're not <laughs> like. A all medicated they're just they're just like oh what do crazy people do they just run around they put shit on their head and they're dancing and it's like no they're just they are just doing crazy things so it's like that to me is the most like they're they're playing into what would a nine-year-old's perception just of this stuff stereotypes be? yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, like, this yeah. is this is it yeah it's, it's it's just like really bad outdated stereotypes so i i'll say that to me is the most canon canon moment how about you <laughs> nice uh so mine is um 
So there, there are two names misspelled in the credits for this. <laughs> uh, what, what is the actress who plays the nurse who he kills at the sanatorium? Um, the other one, though, <laughs> whose name is misspelled in the credits, Yoram Globus. <laughs> it misspelled as like the producer's name. Yes, <laughs> it's a Golan Globus Productions. Misspelled the guy whose name's on like the company like masthead. <laughs> <laughs> It shows you how little attention to detail they actually yeah, had. Yeah, like, <laughs> no one was like checking anything for like. It was like that's that's just the most canon thing in the world. <laughs> well, I mean, what's interesting is, uh, oh god, see the math. Forty-two years ago this week, this movie came out. Oh, what so, a time to be alive! What a time to be alive! Before <laughs> you and I were alive, I, that's for damn sure. Um, yeah, this is. So, what? What? what where do you? What was the budget for this one? Half a million? Yeah. Okay. That's what I had um, to. I could never find box office for it. I I couldn't either. Man, even in 1980, this feels like it would have been a straight to video movie. <laughs> well, I, I think is this was right at the end of 80. And I, I think after Halloween, like everyone wanted to get in on the slasher genre. And I think like a few things did, like Friday the 13th did do, but there's a whole bunch that just did nothing. And I think this was like, I think the writing was on the wall pretty quick when it was like, oh, it's been out for two weeks and no one cares. Um, yeah. So I don't even know if it was in theaters particularly long. Um, it just didn't generate much, which is it is sad. I think it's it's um, a solid, fun slasher movie. It, it is again. It's it's never it's never boring, and that's what I liked about it. Is it's it's um, kind of distilled down canon and all of its. It, uh, uniqueness <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh and I mean, I'm, I'm using wikipedia which is always dangerous but uh released theatrically december 19th 1980 rarely screened again until the latter half of the 2000s mostly from quentin tarantino's new beverly cinema showing it um in uh 2018 so yeah i, I think it's kind of an often forgot about movie um which is a shame it it, it, it to me it was one of the more fun movies we've covered in this in this run yeah, I've seen it multiple times now and um, have enjoyed every single time. Yeah, actually, I was trying <laughs> to think of, I didn't rank them before doing this, but I was trying to think where this would rank. I haven't either Canon yet. movies we did. Yeah, we might, might need to save that for uh, another episode. The next, yeah, uh, our next episode. Oh, that was the one thing I didn't talk about. I'm looking through my notes is um, Richard throughout this looks exactly like pre, pre, um, gender change bruce jenner like yes, especially does. when he puts on the tracksuit he looks it's exactly really... like bruce jenner from um keeping up with kardashians like um, in the, the mid 2000s if it wasn't for the fact that this is in the past he would look intentional that that's what they were going <laughs> yes, for that's exactly right <laughs> he's got kind of the feather really nice hair yeah. <laughs> just exclusively wears leisure wear like tracksuits <laughs> so yeah that was crappy yeah. um where would you put Carl Weathers in this? I actually don't have it in my notes, so I'm going to have to make something up. Yeah. Um, I'd probably make him the lead the lead cop. That's, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say it's a joke. I'd say make him Derek. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything is... I mean, because either you're making him Richard, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Carl Weathers would do a fine job, but it seems unnecessary. But then I do so. Then I do like well, either the lead cop or the uh, the manager. Yeah, I like. 
I think my answer is probably a little more complicated. I guess the, Richard never faces any real conflict in this. Like you never see the conflicts within him. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, it's true. Just like, just like Colonel James Braddock in missing in action. Um, I, uh, I, do you maybe don't get shots of Richard alone in a hotel room having flashbacks? Watching to Nam. <laughs> That's what but he was we do get Derek Springs. alone in a hotel room, <laughs> uh, obsessing over his mom and yeah, and, and, and eating eating pills and. That's what this flowers. is missing. Okay, I know what I'm it's doing missing... with my ten percent of the budget. Okay, all right. Well, then I, your answer should be better than mine. I think I'd put Carl Weathers. I would try and put him into a role that they don't even have in this, which is you need to have some sort of tipping point where Richard's facing some sort of. Make making one of the cops or something, but like there needs to be some sort of conflict where Richard almost gets caught. Like the biker thing is like, it seems like it's an annoyance, and there's no real challenge to him other than I got to ditch my car and find another one. And he kills the one guy that actually confronts him, the one right. biker that confronts him. So it's never he never faces any hurdles until he tries to kill Blaze. So it's like make you could probably spend five more minutes and do another action scene, and, and maybe Carl Weathers is like the somebody who's challenging the masculinity of Richard and actually making him have to fight compared to just murdering women. (laughs) That that seems like his, his MO. Um, Um, I would say if you cast him as the manager, you could also make them like, obviously doing it. Um, Yeah. Plays in the manager. And that gives a lot of motivation to, and like now Richard can't leave because he needs the money. um, And that, so that would actually add up to something. That's a good point. And that's probably all backstory that if they had messaged that a little bit harder, his motivations would have made more sense. Or like message that that the manager, like have the manager even say that they're cheating. Like just they're alone together, the two of them for (laughs) a while. Like you could easily insert that without, without, uh, yeah, disrupting anything. So that's where my, uh, my 10% budget, (laughs) um, all those scenes with, of uh, Derek, Ross Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> all those scenes of Derek alone in the hotel room. Um, I'm gonna, gonna be inspired by Cannon. Um, he's gonna be having flashbacks, and they're gonna be flashbacks to like his mom and dad fighting, or his mom having an affair. Of uh, so he's gonna be having nom flashbacks to his mom having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not what I thought you were gonna say. I thought you got when you got excited about Spider Man. I thought you were gonna like we're gonna take the money. We're gonna we're gonna. Go four Spider- years earlier. We're gonna put Spider Man. <laughs> He's watching Spider Man. She's putting pantyhose on his head. And um, if I had to spend fifty grand, I I would bet that gets you a pretty good band in nineteen eighty, plus whatever they already spent on the band. So I would I would maybe I like the music in this for the most part. Like it's not bad. Just add, um, but add one more. I would add like a bigger band. I'm trying to think of who you could get in nineteen eighty is, is like a, a bigger band because. It's punk. And... I was trying to think the same thing earlier today for a, a different reason, but um, just and I was and yeah, I, I couldn't like get it's the class. Too, it's like I don't know if you could get like yeah, it's like, I don't know if you could do that. Like they're too big. Like, but I, yeah, it's like but I don't know. I, I like that's what I'm like fifty. Grand I, I don't have like a good a frame of, of reference for what fifty grand is would yeah. get you there. Or like I don't know, could you get like the Ramones? Like I don't know. That's yeah, that that was my next one. And then you like, got to like look at like where is that band at at that specific moment in time? Um, yeah, that's that was my. I mean, so for for <laughs> for financial reference, Richard's Mercedes in this was like a top of the line Mercedes SL. 
that was $34,000 in this movie. So 50, okay. so 50k is probably probably close to like 200,000 today or something like that. So that's why I'm like it feels like a, a lot of money. Yeah. But it I feels like I, if there was a band a band that was already in LA. Yeah. And they just needed for a day, you could definitely get most bands of the time who aren't like Michael Jackson or like I feel like you could have gotten like the police in 1980. I think they, I think their first album came out in 1980, but like the music wouldn't mm, quite work. But I think you need, like to your point, I think you need kind of like a punk band. If you want to stitch in the theme of Golden Globus, generally <laughs> saying everybody are shitty that, that would be listening to this music, you, you need, you need like a punk band to kind of help prop that up. I mean, if, if Mr. Burns could get the Ramones, I think Golden Globus can. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I'd like to just like to say this gig sucks. Six, yeah. <laughs> have the rolling stones killed <laughs> get me his cheaper mexican equivalent senior spilled better go <laughs> um yeah I, I i would i would invest in more music or you could spend 50 grand and actually get the real eric estrada in this but that's just a thought <laughs> what if that's the turn at the end is eric estrada actually saves the day in his chips uniform <laughs> it's like a full crossover oh i'm liking this a lot <laughs> That would be. I actually like that too. Like, like uh, we we bring in Eric Estrada, and he is actually the cop instead of uh, Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> but he's but he's like basically playing Ponch Chipperella or whatever his name was on, uh, on yeah. chips. <laughs> like it's just the same character. <laughs> Interesting. We have a hell of a movie coming here. <laughs> we do. And too bad. Is Eric Estrada still alive? I think he I is. hope so. I, I believe so, but. The world needs him more than they ever have before. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, what wh- what would you rank this? He is seventy three. All right. Oh. Wow. Um. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but that makes me feel very old. Uh, I know because I I remember watching Chips reruns as a kid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on TV, mm. and damn, like he was doing. And Chips was like four or five years prior to this movie, so it's crazy yeah. to think that like that's like a big name to drop or something. <laughs> Sorry, that's, yeah, that's a good so three point. Years, three years. It's like, <laughs> was he like super relevant at yeah. that point? But uh, um, well, so what would you rank this? Uh, so I believe, <clears throat> yeah. So I gave it a uh, three out of five fondling boobs at a drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> I would give this uh three out of five. Nervous diarrheas from a roommate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a tough roommate to have. A roommate who has regular <laughs> diarrhea. Yeah, it's like she's like kind of a buzzkill to take out for New Year's uh, Eve. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be her problem. She's gonna shit her pants but, every time. I, honestly, I, that's what I read in my, my notes. I'm tempted to bump it up a notch after talking about it. It's it's really fun. <laughs> it is a fun movie, and I think that's what that's um we've covered a, like a pretty wide arc of, of what canon tried to do <laughs> this feels like their most core this and like maybe missing an action and maybe maybe american ninja too those feel like more the core of what in my head is canon is is it's low yeah. budget it's going to be fun it's only going to be surface deep never expect anything beyond <laughs> that and it's gonna be cheap and quick to make and it's gonna be and that's all you get that's what you're gonna get and because it's like so quickly cheaply made with little thought out there's actually these weird deep conversations to have about <laughs> yeah. it because 
<laughs> it's like, well, wait, what does that mean for the character? They're doing this? And it's like, what's the backstory on them, like, knowing karate? Or what's the backstory on them hating their mom? Or like, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy, I enjoy talking about this one. It's probably one of those things where we're giving it more thought, I think, than Golan Globus did, or, or even the director yeah. of this. <laughs> yeah. Um on the day but uh that's okay uh it's fine with me and actually we didn't talk about it. is there anybody noteworthy in the crew um i didn't really look um i looked at the director he, he's no. not done a ton <laughs> but he did this movie demon warp that sounded pretty interesting um uh is that yeah wait hold on a second oh it's george kennedy i was like looking at the the, the cover yeah, photo. oh yeah cover photo is a woman a scantily clad woman uh strapped to a a table and she's being stood over by a guy who looks like he's turning into a werewolf who has dynamite strapped to his chest, who then over his shoulder has a a uh, a painting, matte painting of George Kennedy staring at him. <laughs> it's <the> weirdest thing. <laughs> um, let's see. So the cinematographer? Yeah. Also is the cinematographer for the uh, Brendan Fraser, George of the Jungle. That, of, as you, That's the guy you want, yeah. He was the DP for Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked. Uh, um, Rodney Dangerfield back to school. So uh, this guy had a very long career as a cinematographer, but um, a lot of that's comedies just... and stuff. But so yeah, I mean, a professional uh, guy who definitely went on to work a long time. I have seen twenty three percent of his. I think I've seen more because he did Moonwalker, and he did he did both Anchorman's, and then oh, uh, Baby's Day Out. That was a good one too. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so, all right, well, this is, this, I'm a little sad because we're now at the end of our, our <laughs> very canon Christmas. Oh, um, we'll do I another, know, a very canon 4th of July. Oh, <laughs> uh, we could, we could just, we could, uh, <laughs> I guess just all their pro-American movies, which is like, we're going to do Delta Force. We're going to do Invasion. <laughs> Actually, thematically, that feels very, <laughs> <laughs> man, we probably we may have you, stumbled across something here. That's a pretty good idea. Well, actually, I, like I think that. Memorial Day to 4th of July. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good idea. <laughs> that's the run. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're gonna. It's gonna probably be a lot of Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah, America. <laughs> we could also pick up the continued continued uh, stories of uh, uh, Sergeant Joe Armstrong and American Ninja Two. <laughs> don't forget, he gets promoted. <laughs> hey, you don't. You don't. Hey, you, you do not assume that he does not get promoted after. Uh, uh, Killing I mean, a, how could you not promote him? <laughs> a Latin American French Colombian drug lord <laughs> who's living Saves in, America. in the South Pacific somewhere. Um, so that, that yeah. was super fun. Yeah, I am sad this one is over. I think we're gonna our next episode, we're gonna do a little kind of maybe 2022 discussion of movies we've liked. Um, and then kind of maybe recap and rank these. I recap, think, rank these, and then yeah. kind of what what's uh what's coming next. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we got we got some thinking to do because we have no idea what we're gonna do after uh, this one. We we can talk about this more too. I was gonna say we may uh may want to talk about uh, taking a couple weeks off from releasing new episodes to kind of get back ahead of the game. Um, that's probably true. With the holidays, <laughs> yeah, there may be a a a, a small lull. But um, hey, Valentine's we were briefly Day. ahead for a while, but now we're like uh, we, obviously we. this is Christmas Eve. There's coming out New Year's Eve, and I don't think either of us is gonna have time to like necessarily record next week or uh yeah i'm traveling uh that's yeah. gonna be the that'll be a challenge um and 
I, I, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I think I think we're, we're also looking at the stats to see what's popular. I've certainly received a lot of suggestions on stuff for us to do. So um, uh, I, the original others. 78 Halloween has been our most popular. So that, that leads me to believe older is better. So I think we're doing uh, Birth of the Nation next. <laughs> oh, good. There's no, yeah. no conflict or issues yeah. with yeah, that. Be, that sure. Completely relevant, non-controversial. Like, yeah, everyone's going to love it. We're going to be huge. Great. I, I heard I heard I heard it's 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 coming back. People are people are talking about it, so it's great. Can't wait. Or so and then after we do a DW Griffith run, we'll do a nice John Ford run. All, all the kids are <laughs> all the kids I, are dying for John Ford podcasts. We're only doing movies that uh that came pre nineteen forty seven. So <laughs> that's, that's gonna be the run. Um cool. Well I, I I've I've loved doing this run. I, I'm looking forward to talking about and ranking the episodes. Uh to your point, watching them again. Yeah, that'll um, be fun. <laughs> it gave me a lot of things to think about in terms of I, I doing this run made me realize and give maybe a lot more credit to to Golden Globus on what they were trying to do with Canon in the mid-80s. It's a shame to have seen them flop so hard. Um, but man, I am here for all the crazy shit they did leading up to that <laughs> and even after on the low budget stuff. Uh, it's so delightful. Um, <laughs> I, I will never get tired of watching these movies. Oh, uh, no. And I, as I said, on my own accord, not for this podcast, I watched Death Wish yeah. 2 and Death Wish 3 earlier <laughs> this week. <laughs> and guess what? Uh, it paid off. It's all research for future podcasts. <laughs> I, I will say, too, the the it, it kind of is. And it was crazy to think like the soundtrack for Death Wish 2, I think, is done by Jimmy Page from from was it Led Zeppelin? Yeah, and it's just like crazy that they would spend money to get like that talent, but then you watch this, and, and then like, they don't. Oh, right, it's just the bizarre band. choices to do. Yeah, they get excited okay. for like a big name like that, and will spend the money, but then so maybe, not maybe, to get like the little things right. Maybe fifty grand in nineteen eighty gets me Jimmy Page two years earlier than Death Wish Two. <laughs> I can get all the crazy guitar riffs that he does for that movie. So. All right, buddy. Uh, well, I I will catch you next week. Uh, so we'll be doing a recap episode, and we're we'll talking 2022 movies that we've we've watched, uh, and then we're going to be running into our our next series, uh, which we'll, we'll we'll be releasing here soon. But hey, Merry Christmas from Evil. Happy Christmas, Evil. Evil.